Ginger on ginger, ginger on ginger, Jacob has red hair, so does Alex. Welcome to Ginger on Ginger, the podcast where two redhead comedians choose a word, phrase, or concept, then discuss it with their gingery redhead humor. I'm Jacob Godby. I'm Alex Tate. And welcome to the show, especially if you saw our Conan ad, where we claim to be funnier than Conan. <laughs> yeah, my uh, my girlfriend was pretty confused by that. She was like, what is that thing with the Conan? Oh. And uh, I had to explain to her that we just... We're directly making fun of Conan. We did have one guy comment on Instagram, and he's like, I hope Kevin punches your teeth in. And I commented, who is Kevin? And he deleted his comment. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I almost wonder yeah. if there if he meant to comment on a different post. <laughs> I think his phone auto-corrected Conan, and he got embarrassed. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a lot less cool. Because it took me a minute, too. I was like, I don't know who Kevin is. And then I was like, ah, oh, it's probably... Conan and then but yeah I, I like that he got embarrassed and instead of doubling down on it he was like oh I used the wrong name I gotta get out of here I mean it is true as if you're like even if you're like passionately defending defending something and you make like a grammatical error or something like that your whole argument is just thrown out the window yeah we touched on that in the conspiracy theories episode like if you're just telling me the earth is flat fine support that argument but don't bring other conspiracy theories or bad grammar while you're doing it <laughs> yeah the bad grammar thing um i did we uh we had us i had a zoom meeting and i met some of my girlfriend's uh, high school friends Ooh. yeah and that was fun and um one of them is a teacher now and she said that just the other day on zoom she said orgasm instead of organism <laughs> yeah did your teacher ever do that our teacher did that we had a science teacher in, in high school and this is not to be weird but it's gonna sound weird she was super hot yeah no I, i've been there <laughs> yeah one time she said orgasm instead of organism and all us um 15 year old boys just lost our minds <laughs> i do remember in uh Probably sixth or seventh grade, we had just watched like the boys video, you know, uh, seventh we grade. about sex and stuff. It was maybe fifth or sixth. I was gonna say, I think we watched it in fifth grade or fourth grade. Yeah, yeah. It was one of those. And we also learned about how flowers reproduce. And we had a kid named Jim in my class. And so uh, when the word gymnosperm popped up, we all made fun of him. And he was like, you guys, I have sperm. <laughs> Is that real? Is that real? Yeah, did you no, just that is real, yeah. Make up that pun he, like, right now. He leaned into it. No, I did not make that up. <laughs> His name is Jim and we graduated high school together and uh yeah, no, that is that is a true story. <laughs> I just don't know of any uh millennial kids named Jim anymore. Yeah, well it's James. Right. If that helps. I guess. Uh I had a teacher also. He was my uh, biology and AP biology teacher and he was also the football coach and he was the driver's ed teacher, but he got a DUI and they made him stop teaching that. Nice. So the exact thing you can't do is the driver's ed teacher. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I used to keep a running tally of all the words he would mispronounce, not like on accident, like on purpose, like zygote, he would call a zygote. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't have that notebook with me, but I'm, I've kept the notebook and I mean, he messed up a lot of words. <laughs> and so when I get back to my apartment in Texas, we, we can revisit this topic and I can tell you some of my favorites. I remember Zygote. He would just say it like that every time. My my uh, eighth grade science teacher was also the high school football coach. And at random times, this is what I remember about him. He, he used to play 
free safety for the Grizz here in Montana, the college football oh. team. The last time they won the national championship, he was the free safety for them. Oh, cool. Two stories. One, I remember one time he walked into the the uh, weight room and put like 275 on the bench and did it like 20 times. And he was at like 45 <laughs> at this point or whatever, 38, yeah. something like that. And then like slammed it down and he was like got up in a huff and like stormed out of the weight room. And we were like, what's wrong? And he's like, I used to be able to do that like 35 times. I can't believe I can only do it 20 times. I'm getting old and it sucks. And I was like, cool. That's like <laughs> one and a half times my body weight right now. It's almost <laughs> double my body weight, actually. And I can't even get close to looking at that. So that's one thing. And then randomly, I don't know why, if he would just be like walking by and he would have a free period and there was dodgeball going on in the gym, he would join the dodgeball. Oh, no. And we didn't have those like rubber dodgeballs that were bigger. We had the like foam ones that I think were supposed to be like safer and softer. Yeah. But what happened was he could palm it then <laughs> and he would get he would like whistle this ball by kids like it would make noise <laughs> he could throw it so hard and he would like submarine it and it would come in like a fucking missile and if you dodged it it would hit the back wall and it would sound like a gunshot went off and it was like dude somebody get that 38 year old <laughs> muscle bound freak out and he would just aim at people's heads and it would just hit him in the head it would just like and they would just get a bloody nose uh -huh. and he would be like you're not out you're not out you're not out it hits you in the head headshots don't count <laughs> bleed all over the court dodgeball was the worst man because my uh junior year i had like conditioning uh, and I had like half of the local baseball team on in my class. And so they would also whip them and you could hear it whistle by your head. And we had the big rubber ones. Um, and it was it was scary. My parents and I, this is funny that we even started with this. My parents and I were just talking about weird or bad teachers the other night. And I was reminded of my eighth grade social studies teacher who, in order to teach us about the Holocaust one day, dressed up like a Nazi and ran the class like a concentration camp oh, no oh no oh no i am oh, not i'm no. not joking oh no like she came we she made us line up against like the lockers outside of the room and you know line up in single file did she put on the accent did she put on the german accent oh yeah she put on like a german accent she had like swastikas on her clothing oh no and i remember she made a kid named uh simon she was like, take your shoes off. And he just laughed at her. He was like, no. And she was like, take them off. And he was like, I'm not going to take them off. <laughs> and she was like, leave the class. And he left. And we were all like, take us with you. Yeah. We're like, oh, is that all it takes? I'm not taking my shoes off either then. Yeah, it was weird, dude. The same teacher, when you do like the eighth grade, uh, when you're going around the class and meeting every teacher, when you're going around the school, sorry, and meeting every teacher before the year starts and you have your parents and they all do like a presentation. Right, yeah, yeah. This teacher was like, we're going to learn about stuff and we're going to learn about things. And she's like, I just also think this is important. And she ended her presentation by playing a slideshow of photos from 9-11 with the song, Have You Forgotten? <laughs> underneath it. <laughs> what? Dude, I'm not, la I'm not laughing at that slideshow. I just want to I'm just laughing at the concept of being like, also this. Yeah, yeah. I, I, not even on September 11th or anything. It was like late August. She also, during the 2008 election, came to school and she was like, I'm going to tell you who, we vo who I voted for. And we were like, we don't really care. And she was like, I voted for Obama. And I was like, okay. You're like, all righty. You don't need to. Uh, yeah. That's uh, so, you know. 
She she was the dad and get out. <laughs> yeah. All right, we better uh, jump in here. Okay. What is our word of the day? Yeah, Jacob. Um, our word of the day, I guess, is a word, but it is a concept. It's, I don't know. It's not a concept either. It's a thing, but it's what I spent all day yesterday doing, and now I want to talk about it with you. And that is, it's the ocean. Oh. Yeah. I all I did is spend like eight hours yesterday watching surfing videos and sailing videos about the ocean because I wish I was at the ocean right now. And I just didn't know if you had any fun ocean stories or if that... Sp- you haven't spent a lot of time at the ocean, have you? Uh, I mean, for living on the West Coast for two years, no, I haven't spent that much time. Uh, and growing up as a freshwater child, uh, the ocean scares me a little bit. I The vastness and also the saltiness... I remember when I was in Mexico, we jumped into the water and it just ass- like assaulted my senses. I had salt in my nose, in my eyes, in my ears. Like it was horrible. But yeah. the further north you get, I don't know if it gets like less salty because it hasn't bothered me in like California or uh, Oregon when you and I went into the water there. Yeah, it's, it is like uh, the first time you get in there. It's if you're used to fresh water, I think I would dive in to a pool or dive into a lake or whatever and a little bit would get in my mouth yeah and it's you're just like oh whatever you just like spit it out but god as soon as that ocean water hits your your body is like what the fuck is that what the fuck is that (laughs) this reminds me of and this is only like tangentially related to the ocean but when we were on our comedy tour we went down the west coast and i remember the oregon beaches were just numbered like beach one beach two and i believe we stopped at beach four i think it was beach four too yeah and you took some photos and stuff and then we went and we got in the car and as soon as i pulled out on the highway <laughs> this thing that was on the roof of my car tumbled back off of the uh, windshield and hook hooked on my spoiler and you looked back and it was your very, very expensive camera. And of course, there were guardrails on both sides of us and a semi coming up behind us. So I just had to drive as carefully as I possibly could. You retrieved your camera and everything was fine. Uh, well, I would like to say I don't think I handled it really well. I, I believe I was like screeching like a banshee for you to like pull off onto the side. And you're like, there is no side. And I was like, pull over. I was like freaking out so yeah yeah you handled it well still you know like i just remember you got in and you were like you grabbed the camera it was fine and you're like we are never talking about this again so (laughs) i think that has expired yeah yeah Uh, it was four years ago almost it was pretty stupid (laughs) but that beach was one of the most gorgeous beaches i've ever been on in my life oh yeah that was so cool okay i wanted to tell you this story that i brought up and you could maybe tell me a story similarly that has nothing to do with the ocean but mine has something to do with the ocean and that is this is what i think in my head and it stands out as the hardest i've ever laughed in my entire life i had only been to the ocean this was my second time at the ocean ever in my life and i was 18 17 or 18 i'd been to the ocean which ocean uh the pacific ocean i'd been to the ocean once before when i was like eight so it had been a decade since i had been to the ocean um, which growing up in Wyoming is not outrageous. Me and my buddies did like a senior year spring break trip where we went to Vegas and then we went to California. Um, we went to Vegas as like 17 and 18 year olds. Really dumb move. You can't do anything. <laughs> yeah, that is a curious choice. But we still did it and we had a blast. We actually went Vegas to California, then back to Vegas. It was actually a lot of fun. Anyway, we went to the ocean and it was... 
my best friend in the whole world. His name's Jordan. He, it was his first time at the ocean ever. He was 18 years old and his first time ever seeing the ocean. Um, and we were just like, there was five of us. We were just a bunch of shitheads running around, uh, Huntington beach in California. And, um, we, there were some girls, oh, you know, in the distance and I was like, I'm glad this is a story you were telling because I was going to bring it up as well. <laughs> I'd always been pretty shy in school and really didn't talk to girls like at all. But I was like, fuck it. I am on spring break. I'm feeling good. Um, I still have like pictures from that trip. And that was also the best I'd ever looked. I was playing like three sport. I was a three sport athlete at the time and was in very good shape. I don't look like that now. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, still pasty as hell, but I had some muscles, which was nice. And I went there. Right. I went up to them and just like started talking to them. And they were like very responsive. And I was like, oh, my God, this is working. And then my or me and Jordan went first and then the rest of our crew joined and we were all talking to them and like flirting, blah, blah, blah. And then like this just like wave crashed over me as, you know, it was like the, uh, the jaws in the movie jaws where that like zoom focus thing happens where they like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like what happened to me. And I just was like, I was like, how old are you? And they were like, Oh, we're 14. We're here on a cheerleading camp trip. And I was like, fuck, bye bye. And just like, literally I, I didn't say a word and just turned around and walked away that's good and so, and so did jordan and my other friends immediately pulled back but they were like at least semi-polite and they were like saying their goodbyes or whatever and um jordan was like when me and jordan were walking away he was goes i gotta pee and i was like well go pee in the ocean it's the ocean right like, I don't know where there's a bathroom right now. Like, just go pee in the ocean. And he's like, oh, God. I was like, I have to pee, too. We'll go together. <laughs> we were very close. We were like brothers at the time. <laughs> and he's like, okay. And he goes into the ocean and he goes like about waist deep. This is the hardest I think I've ever laughed in my whole life. He goes waist deep into the ocean <laughs> and starts peeing. And then the ocean pulls back away from him and so he's just an 18 year old man just standing there pissing himself and then he like starts to freak out as the water pulls back so he's doing this weird like squat walk thing to try to keep up with the ocean pulling out of the water while he's just pissing himself and um oh. i think i about vomited i laughed so hard at that oh man uh that's, uh, yeah, I, d I don't remember the second part of that story. That's hilarious. First part, good on you. Get out of there. That's creepy. Oh, uh, yeah. It was, it, was, it was a major mistake. I felt like an idiot. Yeah. I am trying to remember the hardest I've ever laughed. I honestly don't know. I have been to Venice Beach a couple times, and there's always something fun going on there. Did you ever lift out? Did you, or lift out? Jesus. Did you ever work out with the, uh, with the big boys? No. Both times I was there, they were not exercising. It wasn't nice enough. They were both in like March, so it wasn't very nice out. Uh, and then I went to Marina Del Rey as well. To be fair, if it was March on Venice Beach, it was gorgeous. It just wasn't as nice as right. they're used to. <laughs> uh, I do remember another time I laughed really, really hard. We were filming a video in high school. And the guy who was starring in it, he was like supposed to be asleep in the back of his car and crawl to the front of his car when he wakes up. And so he did. And we did like a like a taint shot, basically, when he crawls up to his, the front of his car and we just see like, you know, the bottom of his shorts. And it was all an accident. But as I'm editing it, 
I notice something, and so I do it frame by frame, and I notice like right where the butthole is on his shorts, <laughs> there's like this dark stain. No, no. <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> yeah, I was like, hey, buddy, come check this out. And uh, yeah, he was like, well, I just don't wash those shorts very often. <laughs> we're oh, like, no, Dude. no, no. That's not an excuse, <laughs> my man. Uh, I do remember laughing until I cried at that point. Uh, um, that's usually what makes me laugh the hardest. It's like a happy accident when making comedy or making some sort of media. Gotcha. Hmm. Anyway, back to the ocean. I just wanted to... I um, It's where I want to be right now. I feel like the ocean sort of calls to me in a strange way. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, Oh, ho, ho, but you've got red hair and you're super pasty. Why would you like the ocean? And that is true. And I battle with that daily. But... It's, uh, yeah, it's like every time I go to the ocean, I went to the ocean first when I was eight and then again, I didn't go again until I was 18. And then steadily after that, I had just been like focused on getting back to the ocean, at least semi-regularly, Reg- I didn't regularly. My first ocean was like Seattle. So it was, that's a different, you know, it's like an inlet. So it is a little bit of a different composition and stuff, but we stayed with some family friends on Hood Canal one time and mm. they had this little like paddle boat. Yeah. My sister was out on it and this huge sea lion just like popped up next to her and showed like it's back and it was gigantic. And she freaked out and started pedaling back to the shore. Uh, God and damn. that not only the vastness, but the amount of sea creatures in the ocean kind of frightens me. Like there's so many things that like, that's all I want the human race so badly to get to go to the bottom of the ocean and discover what's down there. Oh yeah. It's wild. It's, I, um, as, as has been well documented on this, been on just a reality TV show, just binge fest and, um, started or not started, but watched a couple episodes of river monsters. Mm. Um, have you ever heard of river monsters? Yeah. It's, is it like a low rent version of uh, swamp monsters? <laughs> no, this guy, for what it's worth, as far as reality TV shows go about monsters, quote unquote, this guy produces okay he goes to like these like rural villages normally in like southeast asia and africa and they have like these tales about a catfish so big that it eats a child or something like that and then he so he's trying to find those monsters yeah so he like then he tries to find it and he like produces he'll like pull like a 30 foot 800 pound catfish out of a river and you're like excuse me that's down there (laughs) what the hell is that thing go like look up pictures of like some of like the best of things that river monster guy has caught it's kind of outrageous he caught a stingray once that was like 20 feet across and it was so big and it took him so long to catch the stingray that the stingray gave birth during him catching it whoa that's wild it's it's a wild show and then uh, in the in his latest season, which is what we were watching, he 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 eschews the the freshwater for the saltwater and goes to the ocean and tries to catch some ocean monsters, and it's just uh so freaky to me. He like dives in on a shipwreck and there's just like sharks swimming all around him, and because he's looking for like giant barracudas and he like finds like a six foot barracuda. Ew. So like the length, the height of him with these like humongous teeth and it swims so fast. And I was like, Oh no, that's 
insane. See, I was wondering if he was going to be as effective in the ocean or if it was, oh, this ain't freshwater, mate. He's not Australian, is he? Uh, no, he's British. So you were correct to assume he had an accent. I don't know. I, I don't think Americans are capable of that. <laughs> <laughs> Americans don't have the as good or not good enough anglers. Yeah. If you if there were a reality show about you specifically and your skill set, what would it be about? Oh gosh, I don't know. That was, you really caught me off guard with this question. <laughs> Um, I would like a reality show. This is where I'm at currently in my life. I think it would be funny. I would like a reality show of me trying to sail, maybe sail across the Atlantic or something like that. See, you and I do this too, where our ideas for reality shows for ourselves are us being bad at them. Yeah, well, it, I'm not good at anything. The most interesting one I think I could do it would be a preschool one. Like you just come in for a day at the preschool and you see all the diapers that I have to change and... All the times that, you know, kids get sick and all, all the, like, that could be a really good reality show. Obviously, it's, you can't just, like, film kids and stuff, but um, then there's usually some drama happening. Like, not so much at the school I'm working at now, but um, that would be fascinating, I think, to just, and, and hard to watch, especially if you're, like, a parent. But all those, like, single 30-somethings out there that don't have kids and don't want them would love it. They'd be like, this is why I don't want kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's really been driven home by this quarantine thing. I haven't... All the people in my life that have been like, once you have kids, it's the best day of your life. Suddenly, those people are very quiet right now. <laughs> it's because they're with their kids all the time. Yeah, and they're like, oh, never mind. Yeah, I, I nobody would want a reality show about the the shoe store we work in we all get along <laughs> really well there's maybe like one bad customer a week it's not like there's that much drama that they're like yelling at us or anything by bad customer i say it's just like some 90 year old with some jacked up feet right and they're like this shoe's uncomfortable this shoe's uncomfortable this shoe's uncomfortable and i want to be like well you're 90 years old so wear slippers no one's gonna judge you see and if i was a producer of this show i would i would definitely be like pushing some drama into it. I'd be like whispering in cast members ears, you know, like, Oh, so-and-so said that you're not a good shoe salesman. Yeah. And you would be like, yeah, okay. That's, that's accurate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'd be like, really? I'll go talk to him. Hey, did you say this about me? And they'd be like, no. And I'd be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the producer's just pulling his hair out. Like, God damn it. You guys be more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That would be really fucking boring. I've always wanted to be on some reality show where I just, and and you actually, I had this idea a long time ago of you and me um, floating the entire length of the Mississippi. Oh, that sounds fun! And just that's it, and just hope that weird. There's no way that goes super fucking smoothly, and um, hopefully we can just like be funny in it, and also like, cause like my favorite my favorite reality shows are like Anthony Bourdain's like travel shows, yeah. And but he had the credentials of being like a Michelin star chef and stuff like that. And right. like, what are my credentials that I could get on like a travel show? And then I was like, I'm funny. So I was like, so how do I make this like funny? And that's what that's what I would come up with. It's like we just do adventures or maybe we um, we try to like drive the Pan American Highway from like Alaska to Chile in like some yeah. in a car that only cost us like three thousand dollars or something like not a nice car like a piece of shit car right 
I completely agree. I think that would be way up our alley. That's why I want to reboot Dirty Jobs with us. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as you said that, I was like, that's what's up. And I know we've already talked about this on the podcast, but it's we need to mention it again because we need to put that energy out there into the world. Yeah. The, the more we gun for it, the better chance we have of my friend Greg hearing it and him bringing it to his bosses at Discovery. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, dude, that would be so much fun because I think we're at, we're funny, our funniest too. Like we can be funny when we try, but I think we're at our funniest when we aren't trying and when we are desperate. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's in general, most people have told me I'm at my funniest when I'm pretty stressed out slash pretty angry. And, um, that's what I would be. I feel like most of the time trying to float it down the Mississippi. I don't have any skills. I don't. I picked the Mississippi because in my mind, it's like a relatively calm river. I don't know that. I don't know that at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we know the Missouri a little bit, too. I've, I've been on the Missouri. Like it would be just like floating through our homeland. Floating down the Mississippi would be entirely new territory for the both of us. Yeah. And, you know, I, it would be kind of maybe a little boring. Not to start, but maybe in the middle, maybe through like Missouri or whatever. But then like Southern Missouri is the Ozarks, which is like super janky, weird. And then we would get down into the South and get to some, you know, I know it's like a commercial route. I know there's like humongous ships going up and down the Mississippi, but there's got to be parts of the Mississippi that there's not a lot of people on. And there's some, you know, rural shenanigans oh yeah for sure and there's no way we would stay on the river the whole time too there's probably a fork in it somewhere and we'd drift off into some <laughs> weird like southern bungalows i don't know <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 some like some that's what i want us to be like you know we take a wrong turn and now we're trapped in some backwoods swamp and then we get pulled into a cult and um yeah well since we talk about reality tv every time i've been watching lego masters oh how is that? That's where they just build crazy Lego shit and then they decide who's the best. Yeah, it's so cool. So if they have like Lego brick masters who are the judges, like the bri head brickers at Lego. <laughs> really? Um, is that a yeah, job? Yeah, and the people, yeah, the, the people who are building, like the contestants are so respectful of them. They're like, thank you, brick master. <laughs> <laughs> Do and of course, yeah. Is there like a Go Lego ahead. building world or is there like celebrities in the Lego building world? Do you think? Oh, yeah, absolutely. But the first episode when they introduce the judges that cuts to like interview segments of the contestants and they're like, oh, my gosh, these two, like, they're incredible. I've been following them for years. And I'm like, I don't I've never seen them before. Yeah, And I love stuff like that because it's like, what other niche world? That's everything to these people. Like, it's everything to them. And they know everything about do I not even know exists. Right. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating. Will Arnett plays that character, too. He doesn't know hardly anything about Legos, but yet they picked me to host this show. Does he just do his Batman voice the entire time? He makes a lot of Lego Batman jokes. and uh, But the second episode, if you watch none of them, but or if you only watch one of them, watch the second episode uh, because they're supposed to build to be destroyed. So they build to either get blown up, dropped, or hit with a baseball bat. And it's incredible. Wait, so th so they build the coolest thing that will look the coolest when it's destroyed? Yes. Oh, that's an interesting concept. I, I don't know what I would make. Well, they do every they do different things every episode. They're not just like, oh, you're building some buildings. They'll be like, you're building a building. And then they rush, you know, they, they build for eight hours and they're not quite done with their building, but they have to turn it in. And then the judges go, and there's a twist. You have to build monsters destroying your building now. And they're like, ah, what? <laughs> it's pretty cool. 
Uh, well, now that we've talked about ocean and Legos, uh, do you want to do some police blotter? Oh yeah. Police blotter. An officer advised that a vehicle involved in a traffic stop was warned that if it is seen driving again, it would be towed. So. Is it the is something wrong with the vehicle? Because if you're telling me that some like janky, super sh- not street legal vehicle is driving around Montana, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and that if it's caught driving again, it's going to be towed. Like, is the tow truck going to like pull up like Fast and Furious next to it and like hook the chain on while it's moving? Yeah, I also like that they say if it's caught driving. Usually, a tow truck is for cars that can't drive. <laughs> right. You're going to take a car that can drive and put it on a tow truck. Yeah, I don't know, like. I would love that, dude. The tow truck just pulls right in front of it, drops the ramp, and then hits the brakes, and it just slides up onto the truck. <laughs> the cops like, like a reverse Fast and Furious. Like instead of breaking things and like doing cool stuff, it's how can we make this world safer? <laughs> yeah, like a like a Fast and Furious uh, cops edition. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here's a good one. A caller reported a window with a large crack in it. The owner was contacted, and they advised it happened two weeks ago. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Dude, that might be grounds for, like, I would call, if I was the dispatcher, I was the police services, I would call the person who called in that crack in the window and be like, if you call in with this dumb shit again, you're going to get a ticket. (laughs) Right? Because that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, unless it's in, like, an unsafe location and, like, glass is going to break on, like, playing children. Why would you call about that? No, yeah. Uh, No, it's not even your window. Even if it was your window, that's super dumb. But you call about someone else's broken window and they get a phone call from the cops and they're like, your window is broken. And they're like, yeah, we're well aware. (laughs) It happened two weeks ago, officer. Yeah. Sorry. I, you know, whatever. Don't have the money to replace a window. Windows are crazy expensive. So a caller requested information on why they were getting denied when they try to buy firearms. The caller was advised to contact the judge. You've got a felony, my dog. Yeah. (laughs) Just about that time that I did armed robbery. (laughs) I didn't think that would stop me from buying a gun again. What gives? Yeah, yeah exactly. I just want to do it again. I'm, I'm, all I'm saying, it's definitely not going to happen again this time, or I definitely won't get caught. A caller requested to know whether a landlord could rummage through the trash. An officer responded and advised that once garbage is in the dumpster, it is open to the public. Oh, <laughs> God, again. Again. I like the idea that someone's landlord is so, they're trying to dig up shit on them so hard that they're rummaging through the trash. Yeah, there's a lot more going on to that story that I need. So, like, this person had the wherewithal that they're, like, stare. they think their landlord is rummaging through their garbage. So now they're staring at their garbage can, and sure enough, their landlord comes by and starts rummaging through their garbage can. Then they start yelling at their landlord. Like, you can't do that shit. And the landlord's like, I absolutely can't do this shit. And then this person's like, fuck you, I'm calling the cops. And they call the cops, and the cops like, yeah, I guess they can do that. That's pretty weird. <laughs> but it's open to the public, and that phrase specifically... Gave me an idea for a reality show, just like, what's in your trash? Yeah. Where they just drive around cities and grab a random dumpster and empty it out on camera and see what's inside. <laughs> I gotta be honest, that sounds like a sketch from like the Amanda Bynes show, from the Amanda show. Yeah. Amanda, 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 Amanda yeah, show. Yeah, I feel like then she they would like, just do a sketch where they're I'm like, I'm GQ Chesterfield and what's in your trash? And then they dump it out and, you know, it's like... A kazoo and like a harmonica because it's a kid's trash. And then like an embarrassing photo of a teen heartthrob. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Here we go. Well, this is what we need to do is we need to be writers on a dead 90s, early 2000s sketch television show. I think we should. Let's contact Amanda Bynes and be like, hey, Dirty Jobs reboot didn't work out. Amanda show reboot. Yeah, where she's in a good place right now. I think she's doing better. I hope she's doing I hope better. she is too. A caller reported it sounded like the neighbor upstairs was rolling bowling balls on the floor. <laughs> Yeah, welcome to every upstairs neighbor ever that's ever existed on the planet. I like to think they were, you know, like, oh, babe, we can't go to the bowling alley right now. So uh, this new bowling ball you got me for our anniversary, I'll just have to try out on the floor. Yeah. there. Every once in a while, I come across like a piece of comedy that I'm like, God damn it. Why didn't I write that? And one of them was a sketch called the upstairs neighbors and it's like a mockumentary about them they're like oh yeah it's hard work being an upstairs neighbors but someone's got to do it and they're just like they don't walk anywhere they're just like bunny hop everywhere in their apartment and stuff like that and i was like motherfucker this is brilliant that is a good one this is one is weird because school's closed so a caller reported a vehicle that pulls up to the school every day and then sticks their phone out the window. Ew. I know. And I said that too when I was reading it and my dad was like, well, school's closed. What are they taking a photo of? Yeah, but that almost makes it worse because they know school's closed and they're like, now is my time to get these s- slide porn. Just the slide? Yeah, it's so smooth and slippery <laughs> and they love, they love the static electricity that gets charged up when they slide down it. I don't know. I'm trying to make something up. Probably they go to work or whatever, and they're trying to be funny. So they take a picture of a swing set, and they go up to their coworker, and they're like, hey, look, Bob, <laughs> I'm a swinger. Every day. They make that joke every day with a new picture of the swing set every day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, we hooked up with this new couple of swingers last night. Same swing set. Sorry, there's only one swing set in town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I used to have this stock phrase that I would do. When I worked at my grandpa's car dealership and all the old men would come in in the morning and have their cup of coffee mm-hmm. and they'd be like, Jacob, how are you? And I would always whip out this phrase and be like, well, I can't complain. And even if I did, no one would listen. Oh, they ate that shit up, didn't they? Oh, they laughed and they were like, ah, you're right. My wife's a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God. Old men are the worst. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> We will be them someday. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to be a fucking terror. Okay. Last police blotter. A manager of a local business requested officers to be on scene when an employee was fired. The caller was advised that officers could only do this if required by a court. Oh, man. Oh, no. I need so much more information about that. Where does this person work? Why are they getting fired? Why do they need cops on scene? I want to know so much more. Oh, man. For a manager to call and request cops to be on site when I fire this person knows that so many things have led up to that period point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God damn. That could have been the juiciest bit of drama in all of your little hometown there's another reality show dude like you pop a camera in a manager's office and you just watch people get fired Mm, that would be pretty heartbreaking (laughs) seems like something british tv would do because like 90 percent of people getting fired are probably like what i didn't i really need this job yeah yeah i have a family and they're like well you should have thought of that you know before you sexually harassed karen well yeah um a couple things before we go uh, you know, follow us on Instagram, Ginger on Ginger. Follow us on Facebook at Ginger on Ginger Pod. We are doing episode two of Ginger TV this week, so check that out. Yep. Should be fun. 
That'll be Thursday at 8.30 p.m. Central Time, twitch.tv slash gingers on ice. And, you know, just tell people about this podcast. I know uh, that it's hard to listen to podcasts when you're not commuting or, you know, doing things since you're stuck in your house. But uh, to be fair, I've consumed so much media at this point. I sat on my bed and sketched and listened to a podcast yesterday because I was like, podcasts are like the only thing I haven't consumed. Yeah, no, same. I'm way behind on my podcast. So I've been taking walks and trying to catch back up. But we understand if you don't reach us right away. But when you do, let people know about us. Tell them you think we're funny. Or if you think we're so bad that it's enjoyable, tell them that too. Yeah. Yeah, like a like Fuller House. <laughs> yeah, or Sharknado. Yeah. That's just the space we want to occupy. The Sharknado of podcasts. Oh, and if you know Conan O'Brien, tell him we're coming for him. Yeah, fuck off, Conan. <laughs> All right, bye, Alex. Bye. Ginger on Ginger is brought to you by Jacob and Alex's parents, who brought them into this world and have yet to take them out of it. See you next week.